0: You're going to have some island noises in the back of this. I hope I hear some cockatoos, some toucans, alligators.
1: And some, people, t- some dancing. people talking outside as well. From the East Coast to the West Coast. This is the Coast to Coast NBA Podcast. I'm Chilanga, And I'm Dylan. What's up, Dylan? I'm coming to you live from the east coast of martinique beautiful ooh. caribbean island in the french west indies ooh that
0: sounds that sounds fancy so is it just wine and cheese on boats all the time we did have
1: wine and cheese and a baguette on the beach today mm. looking out onto the ocean it was really wonderful we watched the sun was setting très bien Mm-hmm. the some setting we were eating wine we are drinking wine and eating cheese and some tapenade on our bread it was so good Très wines très um, wines I uh so I'm in the Caribbean right now and this is very much a, a French speaking island and I don't know if you know this about me Dylan but I don't speak a lick of French I feel like you speak a lick of French. One lick, only one. Uh, and okay. so it's been really tough. Luckily, I have my wonderful partner, Abigail, with me, who is very fluent in French. So we, we go up to restaurants, and people stare at me and say something in French. And then I just take a step back and say, no, she, she's, she'll handle it. I can't. They assume can't that, that she's the
0: one who's, they assume you're the one who is an islander, and she's the one who's American.
1: Well, really, to me, I've always just viewed it as like a reminder of the patriarchy, and so they always just instinctually look to the man first to be the first to speak, and I'm like, no thank you, (laughs) she'll do it, she'll do just fine, Um, because honestly, it's not even like here, it's not even a matter of being white or black, because it seems like there's just as many white French people as there are black island people around, Um, so... It's just like, oh, let me, like at restaurants, they always look at me first to ask what I want. And I'm like, I I can't, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to read this menu. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. uh, But it's beautiful here. Just beautiful. Mid 80s, sunny. We've been to three different beaches, swam in the ocean. I conquered my fear. I'm actually kind of scared of the ocean and I haven't gone in the ocean since I was 13 and I, I went in the ocean, I was just, like, horrified.
0: But there's uh, not so much undertow there, so you can swim, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, great swimming beaches. No real dangerous animals in the water either. So it's just, like, Ugh, it's except, except for me. Animal. Yeah, when I'm in there, you never, you don't want to swim too close to me. You never know what I might do. Oh. Trust me, ladies. I bite. I wink. <laughs> I don't know. You... <laughs> Winking's really great podcast content. Mm-hmm. Just a, a couple more quick notes on my trip thus far. I This is only day two. So we rolled in on Tuesday night and went straight to our first Airbnb. Well, first we ate at Burger King at the airport, as you do when you're in the Caribbean. But as they say, Burger King. Burger King. Le King de Burger. Uh, and, and then we went to our first Airbnb, which was a boat. We spent our first two nights on a boat. It was beautiful. It was tiny. I had to duck every time that I walked in otherwise I'd hit my head constantly. Uh, but it was quaint. And was he beautiful. didn't have a duck.
0: He had two duck.
1: That was really something, Dylan. That
0: was really well, something. Well, I thought that there was a I I thought at first you were saying I had a duck
1: outside of the boat. No, there was a cat outside the boat for a while though. I really wanted it to come in, but at the same time there's just like a lot of there's a lot of stray animals, so you just never know what you're getting when you see an animal. Uh, so was it a jungle cat? It might have been a jungle cat. There is a jungle cat at our current Airbnb, which is we're staying in a normal home, just a regular house, and they do have a cat. It's their cat, but it's very much an outdoor jungle cat, and uh, she is aggressive. She's very very aggressive. When she she's spent like 15 minutes needing me very harshly. And every time I tried to pet her, even though she was like purring and needing me, every time I tried to pet her, she just bite me. I was like, come on, jungle cat. Is this how you treat your owners? And maybe it is. I don't know.
0: All she's trying to do is protect her Wi-Fi password. That's right. I got
1: that shit anyway, though. That's how I'm calling oh. you. Because I thank you. I got the Wi-Fi password like a G. Finally. Mm hmm. Anyway, Martinique is beautiful. Oh, Tomorrow, I'm going to go out. I'm going to venture. I'm going to find a basketball court because apparently basketball is like a fairly big deal here and a lot of people play. So I'm going to go try to get in on a game. And last night, we went to a restaurant called Le Barack Obama. No way. W- way. They were obsessed with Barack Obama on this island. Like <laughs> seriously obsessed. There's pictures of him all over. And I have I've no idea why they're obsessed with him, but they love Barack Obama. If somebody could tell me why, send us an email at coast, to coast MBA pod at com. And so this place, Le Barack Obama. Um, Barack, I guess, in French means like a place or like a shelter. And then it seems like they just put the Obama part on to <laughs> be kind of funny and make a little joke. Like the, French, the barracks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the French Le love Barack. to make little jokes with all their little things like... They love they love puns. It's it's normal. Isn't that right, Abigail? Moliere, Voltaire. She said, yeah, I'm cultured. I understand. Good, 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 good. Anyway, it's beautiful here. I'm glad I could do a pod, though. Um, Found some Wi-Fi. Finally, why finally I can call my friend Dylan and record a pod. (laughs) Sounds like you're ready for the Roast the Post podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Roast the Post coming soon tbd tbd maybe i'll write some more jokes on the beach tomorrow and there
0: are no players in Mar- from martinique ever there has never been a player from martinique which All makes right. sense because it's a tiny country tiny tiny country
1: i've seen like a, quite a few slim tall athletic looking teenagers though So maybe Maybe start scouting. Yeah, I'm going to do some. I'm definitely going to do some scouting while I'm down (laughs) here. You know, take some notes, send them to my friend Ryan. See what he thinks. uh, (laughs) Rhino, as we call him.
0: Voulez-vous podcast avec moi?
1: Slight change of subject. My friend, I'm shouting him out again because he's he's our number one fan. My friend Jafar texted me. It might have been today. It might have been two days ago. I don't know. I just got on my text today. He said... When's the next podcast? I said, oh my God, it's coming. It's coming. So shout out to Jafar again, because I know you're listening. You're the man. I love you so much. I
0: feel it coming. I feel it coming, babe.
1: Yeah, it's coming. So today on the Coast to Coast NBA podcast, we are going to play kind of a game. It's a new new specialty pod that we're going to start doing, and it's called... Wait, we said it was going to be called uh, (laughs) freezing cold takes from the north, right?
0: Well, it started off with convince me, Uh but now
1: it's freezing
0: cold takes of the north. But I want to I want to try to convince you still. Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, I mean, that'll be so how about convince me freezing cold takes from the north. Okay, that might be too long for a title. What do because
0: like when people are talking about it, I think convince me would sound really good. Feel like, oh, did you listen to the Convince Me pod that came out from Coast? I agree. So here's, like-
1: here's what we should do. Here's what we should do. When we do our special segment, it's called Convince Me. But when someone says something on a pod that is a freezing cold take, we can kind of have a moment to acknowledge it as like a freezing cold take. You know what I mean? Maybe we can even have like a little sound bite that we edit in.
0: Burr.
1: Or, you know, something. But so we make, so we make.
0: Tulanga <laughs> so, like, just negated that. He
1: was like, no, no, no. <laughs> he
0: matumbo finger wagged me on that
1: one. No, no, no. You could totally bur is. Fine. I mean, whatever it is. I meant the or something meant more. Just like maybe a soundbite isn't the isn't the. I'm I'm honestly being totally open to whatever. It could be a soundbite. It could be something else. If you if you like have a, a different idea. You know what I'm saying? I'm I don't mean I'm not I'm not I'm not putting you down. Um, Shuli
0: wants Shuli wants to do like uh, recorded bits. She used to do it for radio in, in Chicago. She wants to like record um, bits for our transitions and stuff. I don't know exactly what. I'm into that. She's got more clout than us.
1: I'm so into that. <laughs> hey, she's got a great clout. I know. I mean, I don't know like you know. I mean, I don't know her clout. <sighs> but <laughs> make sure she hears this part. I will. I don't know her clout, but I'd like to, if you know what I mean. (laughs) 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 So we're going to do a specialty episode today called Convince Me. Today Dylan's got a freezing cold take of the North that he is going to try to convince me is an accurate take. Dylan, why don't you start off by sort of introducing the premise. What are you trying to convince me of today?
0: Chalanga, Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan is the third greatest basketball player
1: of all time? Fuck you. That's my sorry. That was a gut thing. That was a gut thing. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean fuck you. I'm sorry. I just I can't. Right. It I, was I can't control. A, Russell
0: it. Russell Westbrook's reaction was also just a gut thing,
1: dude. Shut up, Dylan. I will. I'm fu- f- I will fuck <laughs> up. I will fuck you up, and I will fuck up your girlfriend. I don't care. I'd on God. <laughs> keep talking. Oh my God.
0: I'm finding you 25 grand for that. <laughs> so I've looked through each year. Of these three players' career, okay. Third and best player. I, oh my God. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, th- third best player. Okay. I looked mostly at their finals appearances. Okay. Um, I most I mostly looked at their postseason success, and I just tried to delve into that and kind of what their success meant and what it meant in comparison to the time. Okay. In context for that time, I should say. Okay. Uh, at the end, I kind of looked at more extracurricular factors, but we'll get there when we get there.
1: All right. Well, Dylan, I'm ready to dive in.
0: I'm ready for you to dive into me.
1: Okay. Is this... Are we doing I'm this? I'm a pool. Yes. I'm the pool. You are my diver. Damn, Dylan. I didn't know it, it, it was this type of thing. It's like I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You're getting me a little hot and bothered over here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's very very wet in my pool this take is freezing cold and wet just just how i like it let's see how much i can cut out of this Chalanga, michael jordan won six championships in eight years he had two three-peats he's a very impressive player but before scotty pippen Michael Jordan was 1-9, and, and he won zero playoff series. He had zero wins versus Larry Bird. He was swept twice, including a loss where he scored 63 points in his injury-shortened sophomore year campaign. Right, he played like 17 games, 16 games that season, something like that? Something like that. In 1989, Michael Jordan had one of the most iconic moments of his career. It's called the shot. So mm-hmm. the shot was in 1989 against the Cavs in the first round. Game five, game on the line. Michael Jordan shoots. He scores. The best player on that Cavs
1: team, Ron Harper. Right. Not a great Cavs team. And didn't they have like one of their worst defenders guarding him on that play? I remember uh, some anecdote about how it was, it was Greg Enos, I think. Was the Cavs player who was guarding? Craig Elo. Michael Jordan, and he was not known as a a lockdown defender. Let's just put it that way. He had Scottie Pippen, and they could
0: barely beat the Cavs that year. They would go on to lose to Detroit, and they would do that for the next two years. They would lose against the Bad Boy Pistons. Which, no shame in that. No shame in that. That's a fantastic team. And it was probably the best team that Michael Jordan ever faced. Fast forward to the 1991 finals, the Bulls beat the Lakers four to one. Now here's a fun thing that I like to do. This is just, this is, I'm, I'm trying to kind of make simple stats, but like be able to glean things from these, uh, playoff series based on simple stats of like how good their teams were. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to start with this thing. I call the hall of fame count. The Bulls had three hall of famers in the 1991 finals and that's Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan. Mm. The Lakers had two Hall of Famers. As you know, Kareem Abdul Jabbar was retired by that time. And there was no Pat Riley as well. Mike Dunleavy was the coach. Got it. So there were only two Hall of Famers on the Lakers side. The other thing that I like to count is like future, additional future and former All Stars. And I'm not even sure if I caught everyone because I didn't always look down into the 8th, um, like ninth, and 10th players in terms of minutes. Right. But um, some players of note are Bill Cartwright, uh, who was a, an All-Star in 1980, yeah. played great for the Bulls the first three years. Horace Grant, yeah. who was an All-Star in 1994 once Jordan left for the Bulls. B.J. Armstrong, who was also an All-Star once Michael Jordan left. And the Lakers had Vlade Divac, interesting, and A.C. Green. But none of them were All-Stars Vlade's not in the Hall of year. Fame? No, Vlade's I'm, not in the Hall of Fame. I'm surprised. I don't think if Vlade's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Here are some things of note of in the 1991 Finals. Um, this is the only time Michael Jordan beat a team with more current All-Stars in James Worthy and Magic Johnson. And my question... To this is, how was Scottie Pippen not an all-star that year? He played just as well as the rest of his career, basically. He was a huge snub. Anyway. um, And my asterisk. I also have asterisks for some of these. My asterisk for this finals was, Magic would announce later this year that he will immediately retire because of complications with HIV. Mm. Unfortunately, Magic Johnson... Would retire even though he would come back later on, even though he would come back later on for the Olympics in 1992. And he would come back in 1995 in the NBA. How amazing is it that when he was announcing his retirement, people thought that Magic Johnson was going to die like immediately? I know. And he came back and he's still alive today and he is kicking and he is ruining the Lakers. No, he's not. He is not. He's the reason why LeBron James is on the Lakers to begin that's with. That's true. Everybody, but that everybody might be ruining who the thinks Lakers, that the man. Lakers... No, it's not ruining the Lakers. LeBron James is not ruining the Lakers. That is the worst take. Are <laughs> you Jeff Van Gundy? I thought you hated Jeff Van Gundy, but I think that you would probably loved his take that they should trade LeBron.
1: No, I, I don't think they should trade LeBron. I think that's the wrong move. That's a conversation for another podcast. I love LeBron. LeBron <laughs> can do nothing wrong no matter how dumb some of the decisions he makes are. And I love that LeBron is a Laker. That's what I think you're going to be that.
0: surprised. I think you're going to be surprised by my um, by my second best player because it's uh, Cody Bryant. No, I mean, sorry, uh, George Mikan. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. The original Black Mamba, George fresh. Mikan. <laughs> um,
1: the greatest Laker of all time. Minneapolis legend, George Mikan. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay, so I think that that has to be taken into context, though, like that Magic Johnson an, was suffering from a, a disease that was known to make people tired that year. And die. And die. <laughs> and he was in, he was probably HIV positive during the finals. Yeah, I think that that's a huge asterisk. Bulls win 4-1. But um, I I think that there is an asterisk over this finals. And I think there's an asterisk over Magic Johnson's career because I don't think that him contracting HIV should. Um, I don't think that should dock him in terms of being a great player. But uh, I don't that's so for either. a different podcast as well. I think he's underrated because his career ended so abruptly and so early.
1: Right. People get really docked for for having short careers when really the greatness in the moment should be just as important as the longevity, you know? Should definitely be considered. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, Michael Jordan was like, all right, well, I can't just win one finals. I have to win a second finals. So in 1992, the Bulls beat the Blazers in six games. The Hall of Fame count. Was Bulls three, Blazers one. The one Hall of Famer on the Blazers being Clyde Drexler. Possibly the second Hall of Famer being Rick Adelman. The second, no, the third winningest coach in Timberwolves history, <laughs> Rick Adelman. And that was his worst stint as an NBA coach. He's the third winningest Timberwolves coach of all oh, time. Man. That's amazing. That's amazing
1: that's so timberwolves
0: <laughs> but so i don't know if rick edelman's going to be in the hall of fame but it's possible um we'll see additional uh, players of note former and future all-stars Bulls still had the same rotation basically so yep. i'm not going to talk about that blazers had uh four they had The Bulls had three, Blazers had four additional future and former All-Stars. Terry Porter in 91 and 93, oddly enough, not in 1992 when they won. Mm-hmm. Cliff Robinson in 1994. Danny Ainge was playing for them at that point. Nice. Back in 1988, he was uh, an All-Star for the Celtics. And Kevin Duckworth in 1989 and 1991.
1: Okay, Danny Ainge so they probably had, go into the Hall of Fame, though.
0: As a player? No, As a, he'll be as a front office person. As a front office person. Which yeah, I'm not going to count that. Yeah, you're right. You're I, don't right. Think you you
1: can, sh- I don't think I can count Danny Ainge because he wasn't you contributing shouldn't. as a Hall of Famer. You shouldn't count that. I, I, my question is, are you going to count Steve Kerr as a Hall of Famer?
0: No, because Steve Kerr is a Hall of Fame coach, not a Hall of Fame player.
1: Got it. Great. Well, if, then if that's your, that, if that's your parameters, you stuck to it, good job. I did. I really tried to at least. I guess
0: I should say uh, just about this Bulls-Blazers series. I do think that the Blazers had a deeper squad, but I think just because the Bulls had Pippen, Jackson, and Jordan, it just wasn't fair. Not even close yeah. to fair. It's, this was a pretty hotly contested finals, but it wasn't the most hotly contested finals of Jordan's career. That would happen in the next year. In 1993... The Bulls beat the Suns. But before the Bulls beat the Suns, they had to beat the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals. So the Hall of Fame count is Bulls with the same three and Knicks with two. Got it. And that is Patrick Ewing and Pat Riley. Riley. Got it. Pat squared. Mm -hmm. They had a great player-coach little uh, duo going on there. Yep. But ultimately... It was unfair in favor of the Bulls. Yeah, they could never Uh, beat the the Bulls. Bulls, Yeah, they could never beat the Bulls. And part of the reason was because their team was just significantly worse. And also because Charles Oakley was Michael Jordan's boy, and he was like, I'm not going to beat Mike. (laughs) He was soft on Mike, you got to admit. Anyway, Bulls and Knicks. Traded off home victories in the 1993 Eastern Conference Finals, but the Bulls were able to steal Game 5 and MSG by three points. If Game 7 happened, it would have been Game 7 in MSG. It was very close. If they would have lost um, one of those games, uh, it could have been Game 7 in MSG, and that would have probably gone to the Knicks. So anything can happen, right? Anything is possible, as our, as our great big ticket says. KG? So the Bulls move on to the Finals. In 1993, the Bulls... Beat the Suns in six games, and this, if you ask me, is the closest Michael Jordan came to losing in an NBA Finals. Maybe even close. I would say this is the closest Michael Jordan came to losing at all in all of, in any of the Finals runs, including that Knicks series. Um, the Hall of Fame count right now for the Bulls and the Suns: Bulls are still at three. The Suns had one Hall of Famer, and that's Charles Barkley, who is also. I should say, the MVP of that season. This was the first time that Michael Jordan had ever been up against an MVP um, in the season that they uh, gained it. Actually, I think this might be the first time that Michael Jordan faced an MVP in the, um, in the playoffs. In the playoffs whatsoever. That and makes won, sense. I should Cause say. Because he, he was
1: MVP in 92 and 91, right? Yeah,
0: So um, and he played Bird, but he didn't beat him, and those weren't during the, during the finals run. So I should mm-hmm. say this is the first time that he's ever beaten an MVP in the playoffs. Wow. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So unless Paul Westfall gets into the Hall of Fame, the Suns only had one Hall of Famer, and that's Charles Barkley. As a side note, I'm not even sure if I'm going to include this, but just so you know, I'm not sure if Westfall's Paul Westfall is going to get in as a coach or a player because it looks like he's getting in as a player. He was a he. He won one championship and was an All Star five times.
1: I don't know if that's like that's a good player. Is that a Hall of Fame player? Well, he's been nominated twice.
0: Anyway, the Hall of Fame count's still three to one. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Michael Jordan had the Hall of Famers on his side, and was playing another trash team. Except the Suns did have four future or former All Stars. Danny Ainge, once again. So Danny Ainge was in back-to-back finals. Kind of, kind of interesting here. He was with the Blazers, and now he's with the Suns. Yeah, he's Kevin Johnson. kind of a
1: journeyman in his career.
0: Totally. Kevin Johnson was an All-Star in 1990, 91, and 94. Not 93. Um, now we have the first um, All-Star, future former All-Star, who also was an All-Star in 1993. in Dan Marley... Nine, 92 93 95 he was a kind of a three-point specialist type of person yeah i don't even know that name it's spelled majorly but oh he is majorly forgotten
1: <laughs> oh i had him on one of my 2k my teams one time oh really mm-hmm. yeah dan marley i didn't know it
0: was pronounced marley yeah that's how he pronounces it i actually looked huh. this up that's that's part of the research that i did for this pod you're welcome podcast listeners Tom Chambers was also on that team, and he was an all-star in 1987, 1989, through 1991. I I think I said this already, but I think people forget how close the Bulls were to not winning this series and not getting the three-peat. There was a last-minute three-pointer by John Paxson that sealed Game 6 for them on a Bill Mm -hmm. Cartwright assist. So there wasn't even... like Michael Jordan didn't really touch the ball on this scoring play, I, I should say. And that gave them a one-point lead. Jordan led the team in fourth quarter scoring, but that's what Michael Jordan's job was. Game seven would have been in Phoenix, though. I think that would have been extremely dangerous for the Bulls. And while the Bulls won four games and the Suns only won two games, the teams were even in points scored. So I think that says something for how close this series actually was. I want to talk about game six uh, here. All right. The last couple minutes. Dan Marley shoots a three from 30 feet while the Suns are up four with a minute left, and the ball hits the rim four times. I'm not joking. Oh, my God. It hits the rim four times. It goes boom, 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 and then Barkley gets the rebound. That would have sealed the game, no question.
1: Did you, did you watch this game? I watched the last... I watched crunch time, okay? <laughs> of of how many games t- for this pod? Um <laughs> several. I've probably done forty
0: hours of research. <laughs> I must also say there was a questionable loose fo- loose ball foul on Phoenix with two minutes remaining, and I don't remember who it was on. It was on their center, um, who was in the game at the time, and I don't know I don't remember who that was. So I'm sorry for not doing the um doing the research on that, but uh Everyone on the broadcast was saying, "Oh my God, he hooked him!" And I was like, "I see no hooking. All I see is a questionable, a questionable call at most." Dylan's so getting ready to write a book. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like the big, the big book of butt skitball.
1: Oh, <laughs> yikes!
0: Yeah. I think that there's there's a significant chance that Phoenix wins this game. And if Phoenix wins this game, I think that there is no question that Michael Jordan is not the best player of all time. Now, during the 1993 playoffs, there was an interesting story that came out of the New York Times. Supposedly, Michael Jordan was in Atlantic City on the morning of one of the games at MSG, during the Eastern Conference Finals against the Mm -hmm. Knicks. Mm -hmm. Now, this caught the attention of the NBA, not just the national media, but the NBA. And the NBA began to investigate Michael Jordan's
1: gambling problem. Yeah, they said, that ain't right.
0: (laughs) That ain't right. You shouldn't be in Atlantic City in May, (laughs) much less the morning of one of the games in the Eastern Conference Finals that's being hotly contested. I think they ended up losing that game. Again, they only won one game in MSG that year. So I think they ended up losing that game. Who knows if if Michael Jordan's... uh, If his lack of sleep was any cause of that. We all know Michael had a gambling problem. There are allegories of Michael Jordan owing seven figures worth of gambling debt to people, to different high rollers. So... There is a theory, and the NBA was investigating this, that Michael Jordan was shaving points. And now for all of our listeners who don't know what shaving points is, it's basically in any NBA game, a certain team is favored by a certain amount of points. So that means if, the, if you bet on the Bulls and the Bulls win by more than eight points, if the Bulls are favored by eight points, then you get your money. But if the Bulls win by less than eight points or lose, then the other team would get their money. Let's say it's the Charlotte Hornets in this case. So if Michael Jordan decided to beat the Hornets by six points that night, which is something that he could control, you, he wouldn't be able to control winning by, uh, winning by more than eight points, but something that he could control was winning by less than eight points by throwing the game in certain small ways. That's what point shaving is. If Michael Jordan controlled the score so that his team didn't score as many points as he could have made them score. Michael Jordan would go on to retiring that season, at the end of that season. And once he retired, the NBA dropped their investigation on Michael Jordan. Now, there are two camps on this, two camps saying um, opposite things about uh, as to the reason why Michael Jordan decided to retire. The Michael Jordan supporters and what is more written accepted history is that Michael Jordan's father died in the summer of 1993. He was murdered by some thugs who supposedly did not know who Michael Jordan's father is. Um, And Michael Jordan would say that he decided to leave basketball because it wouldn't be the same without his father, and he wanted to play baseball because baseball was his father's favorite sport. There are also some people on the other side who think that Michael Jordan retired because David Stern told Michael Jordan if you don't retire I'm going to have to suspend you and I don't want to do that. So if you do retire, you might be able to come back later once all of this blows over. Who knows who knows what happened in reality in the long run. I
1: think the second thing is true. I think the NBA forced him out. If I had
0: to choose just based on like my objective opinion also not knowing any of the parties involved, I would say that Michael Jordan probably gambled his way out of the NBA. It's, there are just too many things that are pointing toward that. And there are also some people who believe the murder of his father was, uh, as a result of some of the gambling debts that Michael Jordan owed, which is a rabbit hole that I can't go down, but it's one of the conspiracy theories out there. And I just thought I'd bring it up on the pod because I think it's completely fascinating in case anyone else wants to go
1: down that rabbit hole for another pod. We'll say,
0: (laughs) So the 1994 Bulls were horrible, right? They weren't horrible. They won 57 games in 1993, and they won 55 games in 1994 with Scottie Pippen leading the Bulls. He led them to the three seed that year, and he led them to a 6-4 and four record in the playoffs. They swept that Cavs team by three. That It wasn't the same Cavs team as 1989 when Jordan hit the shot, but... They swept the Cavs, and then they trade off home wins with the Knicks and end up losing in seven. The Knicks would end up losing to the Rockets in seven. How fascinating would it be if just one of those games goes differently and the Bulls end up winning the the championship? They end up beating the Rockets.
1: Yo, I'll tell you right now, that right there is a bing, 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 huge convincing point because when we're talking LeBron, you take him off those teams, you see where that team's record is. Right? That's huge. That's they huge. lose to the
0: Yeah. Also I'll just repeat it then. They lose to the Knicks in seven games. The Knicks go on to lose to the Rockets in seven games. Damn. History could be written differently. It could be written so much differently. Damn. In in nineteen ninety-five, number forty-five returns to the Bulls. Michael Jordan starts wearing the number 45 jersey because that is the jersey that he wore for baseball and was his favorite number, or I think it was his dad's favorite number, but his brother wore number 45, so he decided to wear number 45 divided by two, which is 22 and a half, rounded up to 23. That's why Michael Jordan picked 23. So he starts wearing 45, <laughs> but he, he in the middle of the season... Uh, he starts getting superstitious about it and he gets a ball stolen from him and they lose the game because of it and so Michael's like I have to go back to number 23 and so although the Bulls were uh, they were fined a hundred thousand dollars for Michael Jordan switching jerseys in the middle of the playoffs that's hilarious I didn't actually know that story that's funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) they still let him uh, play with the number 23, uh, and go back. Um, so $25,000 a game they were fined. Coincidentally, wow. the same number that our boy Russ was fined. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael Jordan was back for 17 games in the regular season. They get the five seed, and they lose to the Magic in the Eastern Conference semis. They lose in six. Shaq is the only Hall of Famer on that Magic team. Penny is the Hall of Should Have Been. And for you are the Hall of Should Have Been. Yeah. But the Magic gets swept in the finals by the Rockets. They just weren't ready. And I just have to say, I think that this season is underplayed. I think it, I th- I don't think it gets enough play. I think that um, Scottie Pippen was an all-NBA first-team player at this year. And Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan couldn't get past the Magic. The Magic, who were... I think that the combined experience of Shaq
1: and Penny was like three years was wait was Jordan a he was a All NBA first team player too, right? Uh, no, he played seventeen games, so I think oh. he was probably oh, not because he came back on okay. any. Yeah,
0: he he Got wasn't it. on any um of the All NBA teams, but Jordan was still playing pretty well. He wasn't pl- he was playing like he should have been an All NBA third team player. Um, yeah, he just wasn't playing all All NBA first team, but he w- I think the problem is that Michael Jordan didn't know how to be the second best player on his team. If, if Michael Jordan knew how to be the second best player on his team and he lets Scotty be the best player on that team, I think that there is a possibility that the Bulls would have won the championship. But because Michael Jordan needed that high usage, he was a high usage player. He needed it. Since he needed that, I think that that was the Bulls' downfall in 1995 because Michael Jordan just wasn't what he was because he was rusty. Right. And I think that that should count against Michael Jordan, if you ask me. Being rusty, yes. If LeBron James getting injured for eighteen games and not making the playoffs because his uh, Laker team, the entire t- the entire starting lineup is injured at different points in the season, if you're going to count that against LeBron James, then you should easily count nineteen ninety five against Jordan.
1: Sure, you know, like uh, the Lakers team did did kind of collapse without him. So, and again, but Jordan was a great great
0: player Mm -hmm. if he were that great though he would have learned how to defer to a great player in scotty pippen and he didn't
1: so that's what i'm learning that's fair i am i know there's a there's there's a few more uh jordan finals to go over and and a whole retirement and a return I have to say I am dying to know who number two is. I know. (laughs) As you shall
0: continue. Uh, I'm going to go more quickly over this because in 1995 and 1996, Michael Jordan decided he needed a reigning all-NBA third team player, an all-NBA first team defender, and the rebounding champ of the last four years, In Dennis Rodman, they end up going 72 and 10 are the greatest regular season team of all time. And then they become the greatest team of all time when they beat the SuperSonics in six games. The Hall of Fame count is Bulls four. Um, Now they have the same uh, Hall of Famers. Plus they've added Dennis Rodman. Plus the Rodman. The Sonics have only one Hall of Famer. Sean Camp? Nope. Gary Payton. Sean Kemp is not a Hall of Famer, and I don't think Sean Kemp's gonna be a Hall of Famer. I was like, "Wow, Sean Kemp forgot only, about Gary Payton, only a four time All Star." Sean Kemp
1: really? Oh, he yeah. seems like a much bigger deal. He was such yeah, a star. I know.
0: I know. And in my NBA Live 2001, he was like rated 90 overall still. And I'm and like I just look back at that and I'm like, "Oh my god, he was not great when he was playing for the Blazers."
1: I know there are some people where you know. Where they were, they were good. Like Victor Oladipo, you know, never gonna be a Hall of Famer, but oh man, he was so good for four years. Oh. Probably is what we're gonna say about him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Unless he plays with LeBron James, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, who knows?
1: <laughs> um, but uh, the
0: but the Sonics were were sneaky. They had George Carl, who could be a Hall of Famer. So um, w- we'll see on that one. They had uh Sean Kemp, as we were talking about uh. How, how do I pronounce it? Detlef? Detlef Schrempf. Detlef? Is it Detlef? Det,
1: Detlef, yeah. Detlef Schrempf.
0: Hershey-Hawkins. But ultimately, it was three top 15 players versus two current All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that this game could have gone to seven because there was a close Bulls mm-hmm. win in game two, but it's not likely. This is probably the greatest team of all time, the 1996 Bulls. 1997 Bulls. Maybe second greatest. Who knows? Who would you have above them?
1: Um, Golden State. First KD year. Interesting. I mean, they didn't
0: have the regular season that, that the Bulls had, but I think that there's something to be said for it. Golden State didn't have the third and, like, the 15th best player of all time on their team. The third, the 15th, and the 30th. Like, Golden State probably had the 10th, the... 13th and the 50th. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't
1: know. Five uh, Hall of Fame count is 5 though. Well, Draymond yeah, Hall is a of question fame mark. Huge. Yeah. Draymond is a question Ho- mark. But Kerr like, is a first sure Hall of Fame coach though. Yes. And then KD, Steph, and Clay, and then Draymond plus Andre and I Andre like Iguodala.
0: Yeah, that's one. That equals Those one.
1: are those are two borderline, so that's a, that's yeah. So f- I mean, 5 is hu- 5 is a lot.
0: Isn't that Hall of Fame count kind of an interesting thing? I love um, it. So the 1997 Finals, uh, the Bulls beat the Jazz, and they are they're just they're on they're on cruise control at this point. The Hall of Fame count is Bulls. They still have four. Jazz have three Hall of Famers in Jerry Sloan, John Stockton, and Karl Malone. I would count I would count Robert Parrish, but he did not play for the Bulls at all in the finals. And so I really can't mm-hmm. uh, three of the, f- of the bulls wins were by less than five points in the 1997 finals. But honestly, yeah, that, w-
1: that was close.
0: I doubt that there's any way for the jazz to win this. I think that the only reason it was this close was because Dennis Rodman was horrible. I don't have any notes on Dennis Rodman's stats. I just looked at it and I was like, Holy shit. Dennis Rodman
1: was horrible. <laughs> Was Carl Malone just too much for him?
0: I didn't look at it. I, he might have been hurt. I don't know.
1: Oh, did Dennis I, Rodman mail it in to the mailman? Oh, he might have gotten stuck at the post office.
0: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's something to look into for that. But the most iconic moment of the finals and maybe the most iconic moment in the finals for Michael Jordan. There were two very iconic moments. One was against the blazers where he scored 35 and a half and then he shrugged. He's like, I
1: don't know. You remember that one? Yeah. How, I mean, how could you not remember the Jordan shrug? Well, I don't know. I mean, some, I don't some remember of it as, probably don't. They I don't remember alive. it as like <laughs> I was there and I remember it. I remember it as a piece of NBA history and the ultimate meme.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, it would have been an even greater meme if it had happened today. But maybe the most iconic moment of Michael Jordan in the finals was the flu game. A pizza mm-hmm. was delivered by five guys to the Bulls Hotel. Jordan was the only one who ate the pizza. A pizza delivered by five guys? Not five guys, burgers, and fries. By five human beings. Oh. And now we, we all know how evil jazz fans are. But I don't care how rich basketball players are. <laughs> At least one other person would have eaten that fucking pizza. That's I just know, crazy right? to me. That's crazy to me.
1: That's so weird.
0: <laughs> so, as we all know, Michael Jordan was just hungover and he was able to feel better by dinner time in time for the game. I kind of sympathize with Jordan here, or empathize with Jordan, I should say, because. <laughs> When I get hungover, that's about when I get start feeling better, is right around dinner time. I have a really long, horrible hangover, and then all of a sudden it's like dinner time, boom. As soon as as soon as the sun goes down, I'm ready, fully recovered. And it's just like a snap of the fingers.
1: You know, Jordan really inspired me. Anytime I have a hangover, the first thing I do is I go play basketball. Go play some b-ball. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. Nineteen ninety eight finals are very boring.
0: Michael Jordan has a clutch shot in Game 6, but it's a Game 6, so he could have gone on to beat the Jazz in Game 7, too. But it's the same Hall of Fame count, same everything. Now I want to talk a little bit about the Michael Jordan as a person. When he was asked whether Harden's 30-point streak or Westbrook's triple-double streak was harder, he said, six championships, by all means. (laughs) (laughs) No one asked you, Michael. No one asked you. <laughs> and in response to the second greatest player of all time passing him in points, he said, I want to congratulate LeBron on achieving another great milestone during his amazing
1: career. Whoa, hold all right. up. <laughs> Thank you for the sneak peek into the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm really excited for me and for you to find out who the number two best player of all time is in Dylan's mind. I think you might already have an idea though. Don't <laughs> forget think to follow we had us a little tease. a very clear tease. Don't forget to follow us on the socials at coast to coast MBA on Twitter at coast to coast MBA pod on Instagram. Send us an email at coast to coast Pod at gmail.com.
0: Thank you, Tim Kamatsu. Thank you, yeah, Tim Kamatsu,
1: for emailing
0: us. That was our we first shout email. Him we need to give him some swag. That's what we need.
1: Yeah, we're going to get him some swag. We're also going to do a podcast for his question. He asked about some PED scandals in the NBA. So we're going to do some research, and we're going to hit him with a pod to answer all your questions. Don't worry. Um, I'm excited for that. Please. That's, that's yeah.
0: under-discussed, very interesting.
1: Yeah, it should be great. It should be great. So don't forget to follow us on the socials and send us an email and please listen, subscribe, download, rate and review and tell your friends to listen. Come on. And mostly Uh, download. I don't care if you listen. Just tell your friends to download. Yeah, honestly, one of my (laughs) friends was like, she was like, I don't like listening to basketball podcasts, but I want to support you. What should I do? I said, just download every episode and give us a rating. That's all I yeah. want. Yeah.
0: That's, That's all it. I want. That's all I care and, about. And
1: he, I have a friend as well who's like
0: that and her name's Ellen. Shout out to Ellen who's not gonna listen to this. Because <laughs> I told her that we have swears on our podcast and she is a, a very anti swear person. And Damn. so I was like, Well, you don't have to listen, it's okay. Just download. Yeah. So Mine I will Ellen, Sarah. if you're not shout listening. Out to Sarah. <laughs> shout out to Sarah. Shout out to
1: Ellen. If you're not listening, please download. All right, until next time when we find out who the number two best player is, peace.